Letters 1 to 5 of Series 2 of the Letters of John Huss by Emile de Bonachos, translated by Campbell Mackenzie. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Second Series Letters written by John Huss and other persons at the period of the Council of Constance. The letters of the second series were all written in the nine months which elapsed between the departure of John Huss for the council in October 1414 and the last day of June 1415, which immediately preceded his execution. They form one of the most curious monuments of this celebrated period and present an irrefragable testimony in favor of John Huss against his judges. We perceive in the early ones, by the eagerness of the populations to flock to him on his passage, how great was already the authority of his name and doctrine in Germany. In reading those which come after, we are present at the grand scenes of the council, and had we not concluding ones before us, we should never perhaps know to what a degree this man, so intrepid and so firm, in his faith before God and men, was to the end filled with gratitude toward his benefactors, torn with solicitude for his flock, full of love toward his friends, and actuated by feelings of mercy toward his persecutors. The letters in this series were collected without order of date by Peter Maldonievitz, and were so published by Luther. We have classified them with great care, some from the indications given by Huss himself, and the rest in the order of the events which they narrate. Some letters of Huss's friends have been included in this collection and add to the interest of this correspondence, at once so dramatic and so truly Christian. Letter 1. To Master Martin. John Huss wrote this letter previous to his departure from Bohemia and left it sealed up in the hands of the person to whom it was addressed, requesting it not be opened until after his death. Master Martin, my much-beloved brother in Christ, I exhort thee to fear God, to keep his commandments, and to watch over thyself when in female company. Be provident in listening to their confessions, that Satan may not deceive thee by honeyed words, for St. Augustine has said, Trust not thyself to devotion, for corruption is sometimes the greater in proportion as the devotion is apparent, and disordered passions may conceal themselves under a mask of piety. Beware, then, of incurring an irreparable loss, and I trust you will remain pure from all your commerce with women, for I have taught thee from thy youth upwards to serve Jesus Christ. Know, therefore, it is for having condemned the avarice and disorderly life of priests that, by the grace of God, I suffer persecution, which will soon be extinguished by my death. I do not fear to be confounded for the name of Jesus Christ. I conjure thee not to seek after benefices. Nevertheless, if thou art called to a cure, let the glory of God the salvation of souls and labor alone occupy you, and not the possession of riches. If thou shouldst obtain a church, take not a young woman for servant 
and avoid ornamenting thy house with more than thy soul. Above all, bestow thy cares on the spiritual edifice. Be pious and humble with the poor, and consume not thy estate with feasting. If thou dost not amend thy life, and abstain from the sumptuous clothing and superfluities, I fear that thou mayest be chastened, as I myself am. I who have used such things, seduced by the custom and approbation of the wicked, and troubled by a spirit of pride, which is in opposition to God. From thy youth thou hast known my preaching and private exhortations. It is therefore useless to write thee more. But I conjure thee, by the mercy of our God, not to follow me in any of the vanities into which thou hast seen me fall. No, alas! that before receiving the priesthood I lost much time in playing at chess, and through this game often suffered myself to be provoked, as well as provoked others to anger. I recommend myself to thy prayers before God for this sin and for my other innumerable transgressions. I invoke his mercy for me, that he may deign to direct my life and that after the victory over the perverse powers of this age, over the flesh of the world, and Satan, he may open to me at that day of judgment the celestial country. Adieu, then, in Jesus Christ, with all those who keep his laws. Receive my gray gown as a mark of my remembrance of thee. Nevertheless, if thou art ashamed of the gray color, dispose of it for the best, and as thou thinkest proper. Thou wilt give my white gown to the curé, my disciple. Thou wilt also give to George, or to Zuzikon, sixty silver groschen, or my grey gown, because he hath faithfully served me. Outside the letter, Huss wrote, I conjure thee not to open this letter before thou hast ascertained the certainty of my death. End of Letter 1 Letter 2. John Huss to the Bohemians previously to his setting out for the council. I, John Huss, in hope, priest and minister of Jesus Christ, to all our well-beloved and faithful brethren and sisters who have heard from my mouth the divine word, and who have received the mercy and peace of God and of the Holy Spirit. I pray they may continue to walk without blame in the truth as it is in Jesus Christ. You know, dear brethren, that for a long time I have instructed you in the faith, teaching you the word of the Lord, and not things foreign to the truth. For I have always sought, seek now, and shall seek unto the end your salvation." I had intended, before I set out for Constance, to refute the false testimonies and confound the false witnesses who wished to bring me to the scaffold. But time has not permitted me, and I will do it at a later period. You then, who know these things, think not, suppose not, that I encounter unworthy treatment for any false doctrines. Dwell in the truth and confide yourself to the mercy of God, who has given you the truth through me, his faithful preacher, to know and defend the truth, and beware of false teachers. As to me, 
i am setting out to travel with a safe conduct from the emperor to meet and confound my numerous and mortal enemies as will appear clearer than the day when they stand before me and produce against me their false testimonies mine enemies in the council more numerous than were christ's are found among the bishops and doctors and amongst the princes of this age and the pharisees but i confide myself entirely to almighty god and my saviour i hope therefore he will grant my ardent prayer and put prudence and wisdom in my mouth that i may be able to resist them that he may bestow on me his holy spirit to fortify me in the truth so that the gates of hell shall not be able to lead me from it and that i may face with an intrepid heart temptation imprisonment and the sufferings of a cruel death christ has suffered for his well-beloved should we then be astonished at his leaving us his example in order that we may patiently suffer all things for our own salvation he is god and we are his creatures he is the lord and we are his servants he is the master of the world and we are but frail mortals he is not in want of anything and we are utterly destitute he has suffered and should not we suffer also especially when suffering is unto a purification truly he who confides in christ and dwells in his truth cannot perish therefore my beloved brethren pray to him incessantly to bestow his spirit upon me that i may dwell in the truth and be delivered from all evil and if my death should contribute to his glory pray that it may come quickly and that he may give me strength to support my afflictions with constancy but if it be better in the interest of my salvation that i should return amongst you we will ask of god that i leave the council without a blemish that is to say that i may keep back nothing of the truth of the gospel of christ in order that we may distinguish its light more purely and leave to our brethren a fine example probably you may never again see my countenance at prague but if the will of almighty god should deign to restore me to you let us advance then with a better heart in the knowledge and love of his law the lord is merciful and just and gives peace to his children in this world and after death let him watch over you who has purified us by the sprinkling of his precious blood of that blood which is the eternal pledge of our salvation may he permit you to accomplish his will and when you shall have accomplished it may he bestow on you peace and eternal glory through jesus christ with all those who have dwelt in the truth end of letter two letter three letter written from nuremberg to his congregation at prague salvation be to you through jesus christ learn that from the day i left bohemia i have travelled on horseback and without concealment my face being uncovered 
as I arrived at Pernau, I found the curé and his vicars waiting my arrival. When I entered the town, he drank a large cup of wine to my health, and with his vicars listened in a spirit of charity to my doctrine, and said that he had always been my friend. All the Germans saw me afterwards with pleasure in the new town. We went from thence to Vaden, where we beheld a great crowd as if in admiration, and when we had come to Salzbach, I said to the councils and the ancients of the city, I am that John Huss, of whom without doubt you have heard so much ill spoken. Behold me, assure yourselves of the truth by interrogating me yourselves. After much questioning, they received perfectly well all I said to them. We afterwards traversed to Innsbruck, and passed the night in the town of Lauf, where the curé, a celebrated purist, came, accompanied by his vicars. I had a long conference with him, and he also received my words with great attention. We arrived next at Nuremberg, where some traders who preceded us had announced my arrival, which caused the people to assemble in the thoroughfares, demanding which was John Huss. The curé, John Hellevel, wrote to me before dinner, stating his wish to have a long conversation with me. I invited him to come, and he did so. The citizens and masters afterwards assembled together in the desire of seeing and conferring with me. As soon as they came, I rose from the table and went to meet them. And, as the masters desired to argue with me, I told them that I spoke in public, and that all who wished to listen should hear me. And from that moment until night-time we discussed religious matters in the presence of the councils and citizens. There was present a doctor whose words were deceitful, and I perceived that Albert, curé of St. Sebald, saw with pain the approbation given to my doctrines. Nevertheless, all the citizens and masters remained satisfied. "'Master,' said they, "'truly all that we have just heard is Catholic. We have ourselves taught these things for many years. We have held them to be true, and still consider them such. Truly you will return from this council with honor.' We separated in the best terms with each other. Know that I have not yet met with an enemy, and in all the hotels where I stop I am well received. No hatred is stronger against me than that of some men from Bohemia. What more can I say to you? The nobles, Wenceslas and John de Schlum, act piously and nobly towards me. They are all like heralds and advocates of the truth. God assisting, all goes on well. The emperor is in his kingdom, Wenceslas Lesma follows him, and we shall arrive in the night at Constance, where Pope John is shortly expected. We understand he follows the emperor at a distance of sixty miles. Written at Nuremberg on the Sunday before the festival of the eleven thousand virgins. End of letter three. Letter four. John, curé of Janowitz, to the faithful believers of Prague. 
fragments of a letter attributed to john curie of janowitz and inserted in the latin collection of john huss's letters very dear friends i desire you to be informed that an auditor of the sacred apostolical palace came to our lodging with the bishop and the ecclesiastical judge of constance they conversed with the master and there has been a long debate between the pope and the cardinals on the subject of his interdiction they have decided a messenger should go from them to the master and inform him that the pope of his full power suspends the interdiction and sentence excommunicating him and praise him in order to prevent scandal and public rumor not to present himself in places where the pope and the cardinals solemnly officiate granting him otherwise full liberty to visit the town the churches and all other places he pleases we have understood that they all fear the next sermon which master john intends delivering to the clergy and in fact some one yesterday we know not whether a friend or an enemy spread the report that john huss will preach to the clergy next sunday in the cathedral of constance and will give a ducat to all who are present we are at present entirely at liberty in the town the master officiates every day and acts everywhere freely he does not keep at a distance from the king's council that in the cause of truth which is also his own nothing may be undertaken against him before the arrival of the king of hungary the council has not yet taken the affair into consideration up to this time there has not arrived any ambassador from the king or prince neither from gregory nor benedict and we do not think the council will open its sittings before several weeks let all those who are personally cited be careful of themselves and know well that their names are publicly affixed to church doors michael Kausus chants his high deeds the signors john lepka and wenceslas of lesma are the intrepid and zealous defenders of the truth written at constance on the sunday before st martin's day end of letter four letter five john huss to the people of bohemia and his friends salutation through jesus christ we entered constance after the festival of all saints day without having suffered injury in the towns we passed through and where we delivered public discourses in latin and german we lodge at constance in the great square near the pope's hotel and we have arrived without a safe conduct the next day michael Kausus stuck up a notice on the church containing an accusation against me he affixed his signature to it with a long commentary which indicated amongst other things that this accusation was directed against the obstinate john huss excommunicated and suspected of heresy i endeavor with god's aid not to pay attention to it knowing that god has created him my enemy on account of my sins in order to judge whether i am willing or able to suffer something for his name's sake lutzenbach and john of lepka have visited the pope and spoken to him about me 
he answered that he did not wish to resort to violent measures it is rumored though vaguely that pope benedict is coming from spain to be present at the council we have learned today that the dukes of brabant and burgundy have withdrawn from the camp the pope and the council must wait for the emperor who is to be crowned at Ai, and that this town is seventy miles distance from constance i do not think the emperor can be here before christmas the council will be then near its close unless it is broken up about easter the living here is exceedingly expensive a bed costing half a florin a week horses are at a high price and seven florins are paid for a horse that might be bought in bohemia for six drachms the senor john and myself have sent ours to the town of ravensburg four miles from here and i think i shall not be long before i shall want common necessaries mention my uneasiness to our friends whom it would take too long to name severally the senor lutzenbach has gone to-day to rejoin the emperor and has prohibited me from undertaking anything before the arrival of sigismund i hope i shall answer before a public audience many italians and parisians are here but few bishops and archbishops the cardinals also are numerous when i traversed constance on horseback i was surrounded by a large crowd of horsemen and the multitude pressed around me our bohemians have spent all their money on the road and are already in want i pity greatly their distress but i cannot give to all i have only kept my horse robstein the swiftest horse here and which i guard in case i should wish to leave this city and rejoin the emperor salute our friends without excepting any one this letter is the fourth i write from a foreign country and i date it sunday night after all saints day not one of our bohemian knights is at constance with the exception of the senor john lepka who has protected and conducted me like a true knight he preaches more than i do and proclaims everywhere my innocence pray to god to sustain my courage john huss servant of god in hope end of letter five end of letters one to five of series two of the letters of john huss by emile de bonachos translated by campbell mackenzie